And these are the words that I feel like uh, we have to just be saying to every South African right now. Uh, there's just so much happening in and around us. All the murders um, and the violence that ha- that's happening in our schools when you have a 14-year-old stabbing um, a human being to death and not even showing any remorse. Um, and uh, there's another uh, post uh, doing rounds, uh, rounds right now of a, a, a one of the youngest ever um, just stabbing a person and just walking away and thinking, ah, whatever, my father will, will, will um, help me out with the police. So there's no consequence. A grade five Lena uh, dabbing, uh, stabbing someone uh, to death. And this is, um, we heard yesterday about Limpopo and uh, right now this is in Bumalang. What's happening in our country? What's happening in our environment? And I guess it's a reflection on uh, what the children are seeing from adults. Um, this is a reflection on who we are because children emulate what they see. And on that note, I'd like us uh, to just focus on what's happening within the taxi industry. Um, the, yesterday, the Institute of Race Relations, in, conduct, in, in conjunction uh, with uh, Frederick uh, Newman uh, Foundation for Freedom, FNF, uh, released findings um, of a poll that was conducted to look at uh, taxi use, taxi violence, taxi crime, and taxi-related uh, violence. And this, now we're seeing our children enacting what society has done. And to help us uh, just unpack this is Gareth uh, Van Olsen, who is head of uh, politics and governance at the Institute of Race Relations. Good afternoon and welcome. Um, Thank you so much for taking our call, Gareth. Hi, thank you very much for having me. Some of these um, numbers that are reflected here are quite frightening. Um, and, and you ask yourself that, uh, I mean, on daily basis when we leave our homes, uh, this is what we get exposed to as, as South Africans. Uh, maybe let's talk about uh, what, what uh, motivated the report. What, what were the main objectives uh, for, for this particular um, research? Right. Well, the report was undertaken primarily as a public service. Um, taxis are a fundamental part of life for a great many South Africans. In fact, 82% of everyone that we questioned said they make use of a taxi in some form or another. Um, and yet their experiences um, with the industry on South African roads is not properly documented and not much time is spent on it from a public, public policy um, angle. So we wanted to basically give a voice to taxi users to find out what their experience was and hopefully that will inform the debate going forward. And and your sample size, what sort of uh, taxis um, uh, did you research? Because it's all good and well to only look at, uh, you know, public transport. Uh, but I equally use a taxi and it's called Uber. Yes. So what we did was we polled around 1,200 people nationally, uh, a random sample that was demographically representative. So anyone could qualify and covered for race, gender, location, um, and we did specific samples for Gauteng and KZN. And we asked all those people, do you make use of a taxi, and if so, what kind of taxi? 82% of people said they did. Mm. 64% of those people who used taxis used minibus taxis. And then the other kinds of taxis came in with much smaller numbers, Uber, um, Lyft, metered taxis, private taxis. But minibus taxis were the primary, the primary vehicle for taxi users. So, I mean, when we talk about on average, 
approximately one in two, um, and that would be 50% of all national uh, respondents, according to your sample size, have experienced some taxi-related illegality. Uh, What what are some of these, uh, what do these illegalities constitute? Right, yes, that's accurate. The the findings on our the section of the survey where we focused on, on crime and illegalities were quite disturbing. As you say, one in two people experienced some form of illegality as a general overview of the sample. They included things like seeing a taxi driver offer a bribe to get out of a fine, mm. reckless driving, uh, breaking the rules of the road, um, overloading. Those kind of things featured very heavily in people's perceptions of taxi safety. And, and one of the most common um, infringement would be um, where taxi driver breaks the rules of the road. Do they give any reasons? Well, yeah, that was a big finding. So 71% of all... 71? Uh, 71, yeah, said yeah. that they had seen or experienced a taxi driver breaking the rules of the road. And when you ask them what the kind of things are that they are most worried about, um, on the roads and in South African taxis, there would be things like speeding, mm. drunk driving featured heavily, overloading of taxis was a big concern of commuters. And all of these things culminated in the biggest fear of being involved in an accident, which makes sense if those are the kind of things you're worried about. Yeah. So so what is uh, what are you hoping to achieve with this particular report? Who is it intended for? Right. Well, as I say, it's basically a public service, and the point is to formalize the kind of perceptions that taxi users in particularly have about the industry. Um, It would be of service to a great many role players. We'd hope uh, government and the Department of Transport have a look at it, and it Mm. helps inform its policymaking. We would hope that it just gives a voice to taxi users so that people don't think these kind of... You know, one of the interesting findings was that one in two people found taxi drivers were really aggressive or overly aggressive on the road. And that's something you and me sort of possibly feel, but are not sure whether we're right or if it was just a once-off experience. To formalize these things, the proper research gives some validity to these kind of perceptions and people can then use them to make policy decisions. It's interesting that uh, one in two, I mean, I've recently um, had a, a conversation with my daughter who's uh, started using taxis. Uh, she's in tertiary and she was talking about the science of having to calculate accurately uh, the amount of money. And she was, uh, you know, telling a story that uh, the one time uh, the money was short with two rands and, and the taxi driver refused to move to the next block simply because the money was short. Uh, and, and he was just so rude to everyone else and, and that scared uh, the commuters. So in, in, in this report, do you pick up perhaps attitudes as well? Well, a lot of people are um, not only just reliant on taxis, but generally value them as a very important service that they provide. Um, and the feelings toward taxis are that they are necessary and generally helpful tool. But as you point out, their experience once they're in the taxi is often problematic. So Mm. they worry that taxis are unroadworthy. They're worried about the attitude of taxi drivers. They're worried about their safety. Um, And so while they appreciate taxis as important, they're worried about the way in which they're being managed. 
All right, uh, let's take a break, pay the bills. When we return, take your calls on 0891-104-207. WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. You can also join us uh, both on Twitter and Facebook at SAFM Radio and hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live and SMSs 40938 charged at 150. At SAFM Radio and at Positive GP on Twitter. A very good afternoon once again. Speaking to Gareth van Olsen, uh, Head of Politics and Governance at the Institute of Race Relations, as we reflect on uh, research that was conducted, and this is the report, uh, just looking at uh, four issues, uh, taxi use, uh, road safety, taxi safety, taxi-related violence and crime. And we'd like to hear from you. Do give us a call on 0891-104-207. And uh, you did mention earlier on that uh, just above 1,200 um, response, uh, respondents over the age of 18, um, uh, Gareth. And uh, the question from Kay in Bloemfontein is, uh, do you honestly believe that this uh, survey uh, reflects the lived experiences of 14 million daily taxi commuters and uh, would it be would you be interested to look further on the free state states where they can review um, this in detail um yes no no it's we're very confident that it's representative of the south african population i mean a lot of south africans don't understand polling and its complexity because it is quite a difficult concept to grasp that just 1200 people can represent the views of you know, 40 million people, but that's actually the way that polling works. Mm. The key is to choose, make sure that your sample is random. And if you have a random sample, you can generate to a bigger population quite accurately the results. But I guess the question, um, underlying question is, do you believe that the sample size is big enough to be reflective of uh, the 14 million uh, daily commuters of Texas? Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, 1,200 is actually a very big sample. I mean, here's a, a mathematical fact that will blow your readers' minds. If you have 400 people in China, which has a population in the billions, and they are 400 randomly chosen people, they can accurately represent the views of the whole of China. That's just how powerful polling is if it's done properly. Mm-hmm. But the trick is you've got to make sure that sample is random. Maybe you can speak a little bit into the methodology as well and uh, maybe break it down into provinces um, to respond further to uh, Kay's uh, uh, question. Sure. So um, what we do is we randomly generate every single cell phone number in South Africa. And there is a 100% penetration rate for cell phones in South Africa, so you include everyone. Um, Once you've got a random sample of every possible Number, you use it to randomly generate a selection and you phone until you have a sample that is national. In other words, you make sure it's weighted against the country's demographics in terms of race, age, gender, location. So you cover all the provinces, all the ages, all the genders, all the different races. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you have that sample, you see what their views are and that's a general projection of what the, the broader national views are. 
All right. Um, I've also got another message from Kancho. Uh, Kancho wants to know, um, says that I owned a taxi, a mini taxi, and government authorities uh, who are reluctant to issue operating permits contri- contribute uh, to mafia styles in tax- in the taxi industry. Uh, did this Was this reflective in any way, maybe uh, capturing some of the frustrations that uh, taxi owners are, are experiencing? No, we didn't go into that because obviously a very small number of South Africans are actually taxi owners and it would be very hard to just do a survey of people that own taxis. So we focused more on, well, exclusively on the commuter experience, in other words, the people that use taxis. But I think your call is right. There is an issue there and it is something to look into and perhaps something for another kind of survey that focuses on taxi ownership. Mm. So, I mean, we did talk about uh, who this in, is intended for. Uh, maybe have you perhaps shared this uh, with organizations like Santiago? No, not directly. But I mean, the IRR does have a very big mailing list and we, we talk constantly to, to different role players in society. So this would have been made available to a whole range of civil society organizations and National and provincial governments hopefully will take notice of it as well. But we haven't sent it specifically to one particular role player with a view to achieving some outcome. And as you reflect on on the outcomes, um, Gareth, what were some of the uh, alarming, concerning uh, issues that uh, came out? I know that uh, we touched a little bit earlier on on approximately one in two um, have experienced uh, some illegality. Well, one of the big findings that that was consistent across the board, in other words, whether you used a taxi or you didn't use a taxi, was people were very worried about drunk driving. Um, a high percentage of respondents, about six out of every ten, identified it as one of the biggest issues, not just to road safety generally, but also to the use of taxi drivers, at least the use of taxis. Taxis, yeah. Um, so these people aren't specifically saying that taxi drivers drive drunk, just that in the taxis, on roads, they are very worried about drunk driving. And this is something that has been replicate, you know, reinforced by government. We see these huge death numbers over Easter and Christmas, and it really brings home the extent to which the South African public is worried about this. Mm. So, so uh, for ordinary South Africans, um, is there a way perhaps of accessing this report and, and helping to influence campaigns uh, within government institutions to better uh, the service of, of uh, um, public transport? Yes, absolutely. The, the report is freely available on our website, which is www.irr.org.za. It's also on our Facebook page and on our Twitter account, which are both easily findable if you just search for the IRR. Um, And, yeah, I think commuters and the public have an important role to play because while government, uh, you know, must help and regulate the taxi industry to make sure it's compliant and the taxi industry itself must take responsibility and make sure that its members apply the right standards, the public can ultimately exercise the ultimate pressure because Mm. they are the users and, and they should also use this kind of information and their experiences to put pressure on the taxi industry to up its game, basically. And you've recorded um, like short videos uh, to just because people sometimes just don't engage and read reports. And, and I guess with visuals, um, they able to inten- internalize what the challenge is. And let's talk about where to find these videos um, uh, so to exert that pressure that is necessary after the news headlines with Joala Nitulo.
here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 104.6 FM in Kimberley. We are internalizing a report that uh, just uh, looked at uh, taxi use, violence and road safety. And uh, joining me on the line is Gareth uh, Fan Olsen, who is head of politics and uh, governance uh, at the Institute of Race Relations. Now, let's talk about, you know, some of these um, uh, short videos that are supplementing uh, the report. Uh, People are just lazy to read something that empowers um, and empowers for action. (laughs) <laughs> yes, well, there are a lot of numbers in this report, and it can be a bit confusing. So what we've done is just create five sort of short one-minute videos, of which we've released the first one, which you can find on our YouTube channel and on Twitter and on Facebook. Just search for the IRR. And they summarize very nicely each of the key sections in about a minute with very easy-to-understand graphs and graphics, and, and they should help people get to grips with what we found. And uh, I mean, uh, how many videos are going to be there, and how does one internalize what they're viewing? Right, so they're going to be five short one-minute videos. We've released the first one. The other four will come out during the course of this week and next week. Um, and they're, they're very simple to understand. Basically, mm. we just take the questions we asked and we put them in a graphic form so you can see how many people said they saw a, you know, a taxi driver uh, ask for a bribe or how far the average taxi trip is or how many people make use of minibus taxis. Um, very easy and simple on the screen and easy to understand. And it's interesting that, I mean, taxi service is one of the biggest uh, form of public transportation in, 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 in South Africa. Um, and, and I'm sure, um, you know, some of the challenges that taxi drivers themselves experience uh, would be next uh, from this report. Yes. Um, I mean, as your one listener intimated, it would be very interesting to do a survey of taxi owners and taxi drivers mm. and see what their experience is, because they will also have concerns. You know, there's a huge amount of pressure on, on them, especially when it comes to things like the petrol price. The conditions of the roads are a threat to them just as much as they are to commuters. Yeah. And it would be fascinating to see what their views are. Um, about taxis as well. Absolutely. The one service, um, church service that changed my view of uh, taxi drivers for the longest time uh, was when the preacher was talking about how much uh, taxi drivers, they caregivers, and uh, they will give the customer what they want. Um, Because when customer says, I get off here, (laughs) <laughs> they don't think who's behind them <laughs> and how close they are. They stop. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, well, that's my firm. You know, a whole 71% of people, they've seen taxi drivers breaking the rules of the road and it's contribute to them having a bad reputation. Absolutely. Thank you. Once again, let's give that website address where we find the report. Sure. It's www.irr.org.za. Thank you, Gareth. Thank you very Thank much you. for joining us. Uh, that's uh, Gareth uh, van Olsen, um, van Olsen, who is head of uh, politics and governance at the Institute of Race Relations.